0: You have been chosen for your humor and talent to add a chapter to The Chapters Project. The idea is to add a chapter and then send it on. Here are the rules. Read what has been written. Write the next chapter. Don't worry about the style or choices of the person that came before you. Just do what makes you laugh. Then choose someone else and send it on to them to write the next chapter. And don't forget to CC me. I'm keeping track of it. But I will not read it until we read it live every week on the Chapters Project podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Chapters Project's extras. It's chapter 14. And we're here with chapter 14 author Matt Craig. Hi, Matt
1: hi guys thank you for having me
0: thanks for being here i'm also here with katie Nansen. hey and martin garcia bonjour oh bonjour oh fun story real quick since you said that so matt craig is here he's our chapter 14 author he is also Mm -hmm. my husband and martin (laughs) matt and i all worked on a cruise ship took we didn't play hooky we just Left the ship and went for two nights to Paris and did, uh,
1: Martin, where they say bonjour. <laughs> the end. <laughs> end. of story.
0: Um, and Brian Morris, a friend of ours. And Brian and Morris, yes. We went to, uh, we drove out to this little um town where the woman who hid my grandfather during world war ii so he wouldn't be caught by the nazis oh Um, my lord that's so cool it was super cool and i knew the littlest tiny bit of french she only spoke french but martin knew french so he came along and we had a really excellent time and he translated a lot for
2: us do you care to share anything i did pretty well but there was still a lot of stuff i didn't know
1: yeah but it was you connected the dots between Us dummies and the French, and vice versa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would have been
0: utterly confusing without Martin there. And lovely, 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 but yeah.
2: Was it Colette that was her name? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Colette, yes.
3: Do you want to tell us anything that she said that stood out? Or not, you don't have to. It's up to you to share. It's your story.
0: Well, no, what was really interesting was that at the time on the ship, this was like, we didn't have any way to communicate. Wasn't it weird how we didn't really, we had... Only email, and you had to pay per minute. So, for internet, you had to pay per minute uh, for internet. So, I was trying to connect with her, but she was, uh, you know, in her 70s or maybe 80s, 70s, I think. And and it was just hard to connect. She didn't know we were coming, I don't think. So, we showed up and um, she took us on a tour, showed us where she hid him and where her brothers found him. And it was cool it was really cool it was
1: incredibly cool and amazing yeah just kind of a once in a lifetime it was a remarkable I really there's I mean, a book all about it you are on it since you should tell them the book Rebecca because there's a whole story about it that you can read that's remarkable the entire story of her grandfather is pretty there um, is a book incredible
0: it's called in the shadows of war and it's about him and her and and everything because then he ended up being um double-crossed by a double agent and taken to a concentration
1: camp. It's um, fascinating. Yeah. It's almost, the, it's almost the novel that this is. It's, <laughs> it's so close. That's like a solid B, and this <laughs> this is an A, a solid a.
0: <laughs> Yes, that's true, Matt. Um, well, it's fiction versus nonfiction. I mean, it's apples to
2: oranges. Um, it was kind of just fun dry, getting to drive in a foreign country was kind of fun
0: yeah just go you know yeah you're used to all the touristy places but then you go to like a a small town Mm -hmm. it's totally different Um, so Matt is originally from Dayton Ohio he uh, was is an alum of Second City and IO and brave new workshop in Minnesota he performed on get ready for this the disney cruise lines and norwegian cruise lines <laughs> are you mad i said that and um <laughs> has had several uh television gigs uh he was the showrunner would you call it for new looney tunes what was your job with new looney tunes executive i was producer producer,
1: producer writer i've worked um, in animation yeah that sums it up yep
0: he works in animation Currently? Um, done a ton and um, wrote briefly for Saturday Night Live and performs improv and his most recent show was Chicago Party Ant where he was an executive producer but your most recent recent work is chapter 14 of the chapters project
1: that's right my proudest moment.
2: more importantly yeah How was it for you, Matt? Yeah,
3: Matt. So thank you uh, for doing it, first of all. And yes, yeah, let's let's hear from you first. So yeah, how was it? Tell us everything.
1: Well, look, thank you. Yeah. This was a ton of fun. Uh, Full disclosure, I think I was probably one of the few, like, obviously I was aware that this project was happening, if that makes sense, long, like when it was launched. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been familiar with the project. Um, And then I think with with this one, uh, it wasn't as hard as I, you know, as I thought it was going to be. I mean, but I think I was one of the first people I listened to the podcast. I listened to one, the first five before I knew, and then I got behind, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but so it was interesting because I kind of knew how this, this part of it sounds, you know, like the idea of like how you guys read the chapters and what it was. So I don't know if that's a cheat or not. I don't know if anybody else, I doubt maybe if anybody at the time Got to hear the podcast before it happened. And then what I basically did, I am so OCD. It's, you know, who I am as far as like, I try to try and make my brain naturally wants to make sense of things. I think it's part of the reason why I am a good improviser because I can make sense of chaos. And so all I really did was read the chapters straight through and jot down one or two things from each chapter that I thought mattered. And then when I wrote it, I just basically tried to write it as organically as possible without being too heavy-handed because, damn it, it was all over the place. I mean, it was pretty comedic to me. What do you mean? I mean, there there would be whole sections that I was like, well this is really interesting and we're on par and then like literally like the Carmen thing blew my mind I'm like Carmen I think she was last seen like walking into a porta potty and then just disappeared for eight chapters just gone yeah Um, yeah so that's what what became fun for me was what I did is I read all the chapters I marked a few things and then I sat on it for a couple of days and just was like how can I connect the insanity of it all. And there was two chapters kind of in the middle of the book that were literally just kind of appeared and disappeared, which was Mercedes Vinaigrette, that chapter. I did not create the big it was called Orfordville Maximum oh, Supermax Prison. It was.
0: Oh, I just remember it being called the Big O Prison.
1: Well, and I kind of glossed over. It. I mean, that's what I mean by like what I was arbitrarily grabbing as the fact. I was like, here's <laughs> the location. It.
0: Joe Moran named it, that's right.
1: And Joe Moran was the whole, I, the final meal of Philip. So that chapter was the one that, so most of my inspiration on how to link all this came from the least defined two chapters in the middle of the book, which was Mercedes Vinaigrette. And I think it was Nikki's chapter that was about Emerald and Miriam. That chapter was very ambiguous. It had no last names. So i basically framed this whole world around nikki's chapter being the moment where because that chapter is about the husband not believing the wife and the son has just developed a limp and there's and then later and in joe's chapter he says the children so that's where i got the idea that i was like clearly randy couldn't have been the only child he had to have a brother because the mother was feeding the, the leaves to the children
3: right oh, right right nice. right right okay so the cool. idea
1: is is that this cucumber thing was something rasputin was doing in the 16th century <laughs> to prolong life to keep life going on and this guy randy who was was randy Lildick, was really this <laughs> philip guy who was being brought back to life by these cucumber leaves which has been around for years and he was trying to poison the supply because the two there's two the, the big one that i was like that I was trying to not tie up for you guys. What I was trying to do is to get all the worlds to be heading in the same direction and then, and try and help you guys define what are the two cases that are being solved? Because there's only supposed to be two cases being solved. There's the missing family. And then what I can only think is the Philip, Sir Philip Sidney world.
0: All right, so I will will make a confession that Matt and I did discuss one thing from this and it was that, right? You were like, City? no, it was the number of cases. Right, Matt, because oh. you were like, you're, ah. you're on, you said, she's on case Well, six.
1: that is, all right, and yeah. I tried to, arbitrarily I tried to fix a lot of the weirdness of just passing chapters to chapters. I did try to, Rob referred to Todd as Delmonico when he was referring, which is where I got the idea that if Todd was gonna be the younger brother, he might as well have that last surname just to add to the confusion but all of these people should be four people by now (laughs) right because todd is really todd lil dick who's also todd delmonico todd vermonico he's also chauncey delmonico who came from the past which is uh and in the beginning it's confusing because she has 17 tattoos and she leaves without a case which we assume is her 18th case and then later Anyhow, she's technically on her 18th and 19th cases, but she has two separate cases, because later when Enriquez, who I did not bring back either, but he is obviously out there too. (laughs)
2: uh, But those are the two
1: cases. There are two cases that are, and Carmen works for the cops too. I mean, like, that's what I mean. It's like each chapter, it was very linear, I guess. But then people would do that, like where they jump from one spot to the other. And so I, I basically used what I felt like was the formula from the chapters of being able to jump time and, and space. And the only mm-hmm. chapter that I was like, I don't even know how, which Alex dealt with was the love letters one. Which in there is the story as to how Veronica got close to. Todd. To, well, she used Todd to get close to Philip, her the brother, to bust the brother. And Todd fell in love with her because of that. Oh, because the whole story the, there's a story that he tells that that in order to bust philip sir philip Sidney, veronica gets close to him by betray by getting by sleeping with his brother and that, so that her brother his brother is todd so todd is the way that she got close and then they fell in love from the love letters and got married and had children got it
0: <laughs> hey chapnuts if you could see us right now both Katie and I are holding our brains inside of our head, like <laughs> trying to figure out everything.
1: Well, and it's funny because I because I read the chapters. I, all right, so I read them and I went through them. It's pretty straight. Like the first one is the introduction of all the people. The second one is this the introduction of the family, and then it moves pretty fast. Then you get Carmen, you get Good Grief, and then by pretty quick, like you get to the the county fair. You introduce Dex, who's a councilman, and then it goes pretty linear for those like six seven eight is in that world and then it jumps to emerald and then it and then it does like you were saying it did start to swing back and i did feel like it was closing yeah yeah that i feel like at this point it's like that moment when you're you know i hate to lean on improv stuff but i know you guys do it every once in a while. That moment where you're having fun you shouldn't try and limit but then there's a moment where you're like if you don't start making sense of this it never will <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. right like we can't we can't blow out this <laughs> yeah. world anymore like that's
1: not going to
3: fit right yes. now yes
1: and i and i feel like it was coming but you know and and there i did fight a little bit although i think i got all of my gags in that you know that was the fun of it you know was basically trying to honor everybody else's gags And I've tried to keep it inclusive. Because ideally what I'm hoping to was to launch whoever had it next with a sense of like, Mm -hmm. you really could, you're at least on the same highway, literally.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the
1: the entirety of the thing is moving in one direction towards one location, which there, I mean, who knows? Here are some of the things I want. I was tempted to try and deal with more that I didn't. Like what happens to Dex? Dex knows where SoFi is. He knows where she was going when she disappears but Dex could for all we know the other one is who i really like is is uh, vinaigrette but and i had a whole idea where i wanted her to like grab a hold to uh, to the van <laughs> so that she was keeping pace with the van but we already assumed that she's riding face you know and she banks away she's safe but i don't know what really hurt where her she was but the idea uh-huh. is that like everyone's kind of heading in the same everyone knows where they're going wow. and then i just i started all of those gags most of the gags that are in there are homage gags uh joe had the whole men's naked everything that's where that, <laughs> came that was
2: great.
3: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I, so. I have to tell you like
2: sometimes when like i think i think kind of where philip became a thing which is pretty much when dimitri says philip yeah, he whispers it. Show. He whispers yeah. it
1: in, in the it, chapter in like chapter four or five. Yeah. D- Vinny bites his fingers off. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah, tells but- it, they have that big emotional moment with Todd. And the end of that chapter, which is another huge that was a huge. How does Dimitri know Philip? <laughs> like what yeah. how are they connected? That's yeah, why exactly. I had him wreck it. Yeah. So see, yes, you're right. A,
2: this is a, this is after that chapter. Every time we had a new chapter, I'm not gonna lie, I was like. God, I hope nobody brings another character to this. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I was like, "Phillips, a character?" Now? <laughs> yeah,
1: because I was,
2: because I literally, again, I literally just dropped that off as like, you know, whatever. Yeah, she, it's yeah. just someone. It, it was just, and so when it became something, I mean, I thought it was funny. Don't get me wrong, but after a while, I was just like, "Oh God, yeah. please don't bring any more characters into this." Yeah, just well, because it's, it, 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 like you said, it becomes sprawling, and then you, you can't you can't bring it like bringing it together becomes even more uh troublesome
0: you know that old yeah. improv teaching phrase invest don't invent it feels like we've definitely hit the part of the story we need to go back and invest in what already happened and don't mm-hmm. invent new stuff yeah, yeah. right that's exactly what matt did
2: mm-hmm. yeah oh, so that's God. why I, that's why i mean actually i think after philip well no then we then we had mercedes but But Mercedes is like kind of a tangential. I don't feel like she's someone that that anybody was concentrating on. No,
3: she and she just seemed to be more like supporting Phillips storyline as opposed to having her own thing. And yeah,
1: yeah. So and we we had to get him out of there. We had to get him out of prison.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Nevada Sloppy Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I think after once the Philip thing happened, I was worried we were going to get we were getting a bunch of different. Characters coming in again, and and we largely we did So I, I felt good about that. Like you know, every week I was like, oh please don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't
2: let anybody bring any more people into this. So what we did though, we did invest even before this because because uh, when when the whole story with the reincarnation happened, that was investing in a character, that was giving Philip a character, that was already uh, it was making Philip someone. Someone that- Martin just exploded. Was, I'm, I'm a little bit- No, uh, Randy and Philip are the same person. So it created two people out of one person.
0: hmm And now everybody's yeah. two people.
2: And now everybody's multiple people.
0: Which actually makes things clearer.
1: Yeah. Well, and and does he look the same? That's the part that hasn't been answered either. I gotta be honest, because that that was confusing to all get out to me, is that Randy Lil Dick, is he really Peter Dinklage? And that's his acting name? Because in that chapter, he ref- he says the Game of Thrones actors, who's also for for Sir Philip Sidney. Well, anyway. We've gone through yeah, this we,
0: in detail. Yeah. And-
2: well, I think we, we came to the conclusion that he was not Peter Dinklage, but he uses the fact that people think he's Peter Dinklage to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. Matt, who do people always mistake you for or say that you look like? Me? Yeah, you used to get it all the time when you were younger.
1: Skippy from Family Ties.
0: That's it. I also got <laughs> Cherokee,
1: Cherokee Parks, and Janet Reno. And... Janet Reno. What?
3: Skippy is. I'm sorry, Skippy is right on. Yeah. I, I I, I, I've got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got to Google it right I
2: now. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You, know oh, you, well, you know who I you know who you know who I who you sound like though. That every time I hear this person talking and I'm not looking at the television, I think it's you, Chris Uh-oh. Pratt. Oh, really? Oh,
3: yes. I'm not Yes. I'm listen not a Pratt to
1: Chris man. Pratt's voice. I get, I and get a lot of you will hear Matt Craig. Pratt. Oh, that's interesting. Does he yeah. have my list too, the whole nine yards?
2: <laughs> I don't even really think of you having a list, but if you're gonna mention it, then yeah, he does. Well, Katie's <laughs> holding up a
0: picture of Skippy, dang girl you say young Matt
3: Craig.
1: Yeah, when oh, I was God. young, I, I really you. did look like him. You do. And now I do. It's funny, Martin, that you say that, like, vocally, because I get, physically, I get a lot of people that, all of the Chris's actually.
3: <laughs> I get a lot of people
1: think I'm Chris Pratt, Chris Helmsworth, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Pine, Chris... Chris, Chris Christoph
2: Evans. Christoph
1: Waltz, Chris Evans. <laughs> Chris Everett. Uh, Chris Pratt. Yep, <laughs> that's pretty accurate.
2: Chris Pratt. <laughs> King. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, next time you watch a Chris Pratt movie, close your eyes, and I feel like you're gonna hear Matt. Every time I hear him, I'm like, God, that sounds like Matt.
3: Oh. Oh man, now I want to do. And you're both from
2: the same area, aren't you? Like,
1: isn't he from? Where's he from? He might be.
3: Are you guys friends? Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's interesting. Uh, he takes vocal lessons from me, and he, <laughs> we do mirror exercises in the backyard. He shows up, and I basically—it's—it's it's weird. I—it's got—I have a restraining order. Do you just <laughs> sing many
3: mumbling mice?
1: <laughs> well, most of it is like he mirrors me, but it, we stopped doing it years ago. And he still shows up, and I'm like, "Get out of here!" And he'll be like, "Get out of here! Like, get, out of here. Like, get out of get out of my yard!" I'm like, "Get out of my, yard. Out of my yard!" He's fun. He's
2: from Virginia, Minnesota.
3: What? That's, 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 that's not I'm a real place. That's not a real place. I'm from, from Iowa, Ohio.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
2: says he's he was born in Virginia, Minnesota. He was
1: he his mom was in labor for four days over eight states <laughs> for two years. And but two But Chris days. Pratt,
0: yep. if you're listening, you know, stop coming to our backyard. First of all, hey secondly B, we should hang
1: out we should get yes, coffee chris coffee chris
0: skipping um,
2: from family ties but, but you have you <laughs> yep. have a past in Minnesota as well i do i do you, you were born there but you you, you
1: i was born and raised in life. ohio but i did i did three or four years there at the brave new workshop amongst other theaters yep a beautiful state beautiful i lived in minneapolis mm-hmm. great city great people Hardy people
2: well, everybody in the midwest has to be hardy
1: yeah well they're in minnesota in particular because it's there's like three or four months there where they want you to think they leave their houses and stuff but it's basically like they just like close their door and <laughs> everyone just like like bears they just like stay in one room for three months oh our
0: minnesota friends <laughs> i'm gonna there. get a
1: bunch of angry phone calls
0: are you okay do you need anything i love
2: minnesota my, my whole thing with uh, with uh, winter in uh, Chicago or any city is if it's going to be this cold, I want it to be snowing. Yes. I do not want it to stop snowing <laughs> because when it stops snowing, first of all, it gets way colder. Second of all, all the snow starts to melt and it's all gray and dirty and gross. As long as it's snowing, I'm a happy camper. I'm like, oh, look at this. Falling, falling sunshine called yes. snow. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree with that. Matt, yeah, I agree with Matt too. Like cold is palatable if it's gorgeous. Like picture yourself yeah. sitting atop in an Alpine mountain. Okay. But then picture yourself in a gray city with dirty snow. All
2: around <laughs> yeah, you that, that, that would always rather, and then you have to walk to the, to the L station or whatever. And it, like, it's, it, everybody's spitting up this, from the tires oh oh, yeah all that crap crap is going into the
0: I lived in an apartment there that did not have a washer dryer so I I was lucky enough to have a car at the time I drove to a laundromat got all of my laundry done came back parked the car oh no on Addison I think got out opened the back door of the car to get my laundry out and a shovel truck went by a plow, a snow plow, shovel truck. <laughs> a snow plow <laughs> went by and it all went into my car and on my clean laundry. Like, Holy it- oh, shit. No. Into your car? Oh no. Dirty brown, gray, black snow in the car and on the laundry. I literally had just folded and cleaned and put in. To my car and then i think i called Matt dirty driving.
1: brown gray but yeah, yeah.
3: screw
0: <laughs> and- <laughs>
1: that sh- screw that shovel truck
3: That, dirty <laughs> shovel that truck. Truck. so but uh, that so man. that's terrible about your laundry but snow also went in your car i mean yeah and it was not a massive
0: amount it, you know how martin was talking about how it sprays yeah it sprayed yeah. enough to ruin the laundry and have to have it re washed but not like i had to shovel out my car in from the inside out
3: f that show oh, truck. Oh, were oh, you man.
0: what did you do did you cry well i probably did i cry all the time guys <laughs> But I, called, <laughs> I was dating matt and he his apartment had a washer dryer so i called him and i was like just let me come over and do this laundry please and he was like no
1: <laughs> it was a ploy it was a ploy the true story is she oh, was boy. trying to get closer to me and so closer. she took some snow <laughs> Closer to me. She took <laughs> some snow and she dumped it on the laundry and then was like, Boo-hoo, I need to come over and do some laundry, baby. <laughs> that
3: that sounds like something Rebecca would do. Boo hoo. what? boo-hoo. A shovel truck came by and
1: just I didn't
0: think it was from family ties.
3: <laughs>
1: You know what the you know when a shovel truck comes by how it is. <laughs> shovel
3: truck. When you Rebecca, when you said shovel truck, I didn't think twice about it. I didn't
2: either. I, didn't either. <laughs> I was totally on board. Yep, yep, shovel truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, and then you went
1: shovel truck. I mean, snowplow. And I was like,
2: oh, yeah, that is, that <laughs> yes, is of cool. course.
1: <laughs> shovel truck. Yeah, well, man. I think we've got a competing business we need to open. <laughs> Does your city have a shovel truck or do they just have snowplow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: shovel trucks will never shovel snow <laughs> on your laundry.
1: <laughs> two years ago you had never heard of shovel trucks now they're everywhere
3: uh, that's like my favorite one of my favorite bits in the simpsons when the, that's my name mr plow my name again is mr plow it's mr plow, <laughs> mr. plow uh, that's my name my name again is
1: mr. Mr. Plow.
3: <laughs> that guy went for shovel truck <laughs> Shovel truck. That, uh, that's my name. My name
2: again. There's that bit on. Uh, there's that bit on. Uh, <laughs> is it Family guide The bit that bird.
0: Oh, the, oh yeah, the bird. Don't sing it. <laughs> oh no.
2: I mean, uh, do the turn, oh, do the turn, do the turn. Actually, turn, the Matt,
0: turn. you were the perfect guest to ask about this because so Matt was just uh, executive producer on this Netflix show Chicago Party and and they do a ton of real life Chicago references. Where if you've ever lived or spent any time <clears> there, it's just Easter egg after Easter egg of awesome awesome references to Chicago but you would know about using people's likeness like we have Elon Musk in this and we have some other what what does the law say because you play Tom Skilling on that show like how what can you get away with when you well, reference <clears throat> people
1: some of it is based on whether or not you if it if you're if it's if it's something that's satirical you can usually get away with it. Or if it's something like with me okay. playing Tom Skilling, it was important that I didn't sound too much like him. Um, <laughs> so that there's no discrepancy. You don't want it to be something that can be misconstrued. I would think on this, you could probably use images unless it's, you know, with Elon Musk, I'm trying to think if there was anything that was like, if it can be misconstrued as slander, it's always avoid it, you know?
0: So like we have Elon Musk 69ing in an anti-gravity room in this. And- right, fiction of, of course you do.
1: Right. and you and you want to put that image on where
0: no we don't want to put it anywhere oh, is he gonna I don't want us? to put
1: that image anywhere <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> to... oh I thought you were
1: saying like can you put the? oh I don't think that matters it's, bad that's enough, covered it's in under... my head no I think that's covered by you mean like in the chapter can you say it I think you absolutely can
0: can we just talk about can we put celebrities all over this book and have them do whatever we want
1: <laughs> yes yes it's fiction
0: Matt's at it guys um, all right. yeah
1: I would I, it's not a problem I think I mean within reason you wouldn't want it to be mean spirited you know again it's like but yeah yeah, Al- yeah, Elon Musk can have sex. You can 69. You can Did have you Alon? can mention Peter Elon
3: Musk. <laughs> it's more just like references. Alan I don't Musk think any- and
2: Donna Karan. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
3: oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I Donna Karan, I Karan High School. <laughs> High I, it's school. really it, there's it's mostly just references to people. No one's really doing anything except Elon Musk is 69 ing Yeah, you're right. So and Anna that's fun. So Matt, I wanted to ask you a story that I know very well, but I want you to share it with our pod squad chap heads, because I find it super inspiring. And when I used to teach and direct sketch comedy a lot, I would talk about it to my students. So will you just tell us the background of how you got your first job writing for animation?
1: uh hopefully it lines up with what you have been telling people uh
3: i don't know if it will cuz I...
1: my my memory of it is that okay. you know obviously we all get you know when when you have a creative pursuit that you're hoping to monetize you know you do everything you possibly can um to go in that direction of of trying to figure out how to how to connect the dots for me what happened was i got and hopefully this lines up i i got really sick unexpectedly sick um with something called diverticulitis, which is an inflammation of your descending colon. And it hospitalized me for, I'll spare you the gruesome details, but it was a 45 day ordeal with multiple times where I cheated death. And when I came out of it, I came out of it in a so in such a grateful mindset um, that for the next like year, I was just grateful to be alive and was just kind of, uh, leading up to that point, I had always been kind of private about how I thought, how I taught, how I wrote. I taught a lot of classes, but I was always hesitant to just like give information away um, because at the time I was like, this is my livelihood. This is how I, you know, indirectly <laughs> while you want to teach and help people find their creative outlet, you don't want to, uh, I don't know why I thought at the time, like, you know, you're, you're creating millions of people that could be your competition. And when I came out on the other side of it, I was like, Who cares? The more the merrier. You know, as long as we're creating stuff. So the short story of that is that I taught a class, um, a charity event, uh, for which at the time was run out of uh, Iowa West, and it was a Chris Farley Foundation charity event. And I taught a workshop on how to convert improv or just ideas in general into sketches. And was effusive. Like I gave away every trade secret I had in a two hour free workshop where I wasn't making any money. And on the way out the door, uh, a guy pulled me aside and was like, Hey, I'd really love to take you to lunch and pick your brain. And at the time I was like, great, find me on Facebook. Cause you know, you're in Hollywood, you don't know who you're meeting. And long story short, that guy did reach out for through Facebook. I was able to find out who he was. And lo and behold, he had sold a show to Warner brothers, a Looney Tunes show. And I guess the shortened version of this is that in a moment where I was like, who cares, just give and be grateful and work in a community. Suddenly doors opened left and right. And within a year, I went from being unemployed, not knowing what I was going to do next to long story short, I, I freelance wrote, then I vied for the story editor position, which is a head writer position and within a year was producing that show. So, and a lot of it at the time was just my mindset of being like, let it go. Give it. Get you know. Um, be grateful for where you are and what you're doing. And and what an interesting for me at the time it was a really like wow I've been going about it wrong for so long. Um, you know it really is like working on an ensemble and and help each other.
3: Matt, that story that you just told is such a more beautiful version than the one that I've been telling for years now. Uh, the, the version that I tell that I mean it's it's. I remember as your friend and as Rebecca's friend, the gratitude that you had. The part the, that always stood out to me from a teaching perspective is somebody asked you to go out to lunch with them and talk talk shit about improv, sketch comedy and stuff. And I feel like we are so often asked as teachers to give away our time. Or as creatives, just anyone who creates something I think is often asked like to work for free. And you had already taught this workshop for free and gave away everything. And then you were asked to go out to lunch for free on your own time. And like, and I just feel like, I would have probably been resentful. I probably would have been like, F this. I just taught this class for free. I just gave you every ounce of goods that I have for free. I don't have time. And at the time you were fresh off a sickness and had two little kids, Yeah, you know, like your friend, and and I I would think like, I don't have the time to do this for free. Like I've already done. Well, it really
1: was interesting because that it was a time, you know, look, aside from the fact that in many ways it was at such a terrible time for, for all, like for me, for Rebecca in particular, we did have a 10 day old son when I went into the hospital. Um, I basically was in the hospital for the entirety of October, end of November. My 40th birthday was in March and I was so sick when I got out, it took me a good two to three months to fully recover to, I mean, literally to even be able to like walk around and, and do stuff that I'd been doing before. And my 40th birthday was a really good example because everybody was like, you're 40, you're so old. And I, my, you know, my mindset for a good year plus after that was just utter gratitude that you're walking on the planet. And I think we forget sometimes that ultimate goal of what we're accomplishing or trying to do. Um, we we microcosmically pull it into like how it, it affects us. And you're not wrong, Katie. I mean, and some of that is back for me. You know, I still get asked to do a ton of stuff. Let me pick your brain. Let's do this. Can I, you know, read this? What do I do with this? And a lot of that is still it's I guess some of that is I I meet with people. I'm pretty candid now at this point that I'm like, there's it's a limit, you know, like if you really want to start monetizing stuff, just, you know, be more generous, be more grateful.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And let me give this little hot tip to anybody listening who's like trying to, you know, break into anything. And and it is valuable to meet with people and get their input and their insight. But this is such a standard in my book that if you break it, you're dead to me. (laughs) If you ask somebody out to launch your coffee so you can pick their brain, you best pay for that. Like, I cannot believe how many times people don't do that. And then not only are you giving your time, your energy, your insights, your work and what you create, but then somehow you pick up the tab for everybody too at the end of it.
3: A hundred. And I'll, I'll add to that be on time.
0: Oh girl. That's a big one too.
3: Cause a hundred percent of the time when I'm scheduling something like that, I'm doing it like in between classes mm-hmm. or in between like appointments or it's like, okay, fuck. Okay. I have, an, I have 90 minutes between this and this. So this will be a good time to meet with somebody. Cause then I don't, you know, I won't go home or, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, you but you showed up 20 minutes late and now and you're frazzled and, you know, and in L.A. that's so easy to be late anywhere with traffic. And so, I mean, it's but I think this is this it's such a great mindset that seems so easy of like, just give it away. Let it Mm. go. Give it away. Give up, you you know, give it all away. Give it away. And
1: well, look, and the truth is, if you give it away, then it's up to them to do something with it. It's no longer your risk, but that's the thing I learned. Like here, I was always worried that I was like, if I give away all my trade secrets, then I'll have more competition. And the truth of the matter is, is you can give your trade secrets away to 10 people and nine of those people will do nothing with it. It's the same people who ask you to go to lunch and then you end up driving the conversation. I've had conversations where I've met people for coffee and 10 minutes in, I'm like, why did you ask me here? Like, I shouldn't be like, where are you from? What are you doing? What are you hoping to do? What what do you want to do? You know, all of a sudden, I'm like 30 minutes into a conversation with somebody where I'm like, if you thought you're going to go to coffee with me and I was going to put you on a show or something, you're crazy because, look, I, you know, (laughs) we all struggle with finding work. It's that flip side of being like, you know, in addition to showing up on time, perhaps pay for that coffee that you're buying the other person, maybe give some thought to it so that when you show up you're like here are the 10 questions i have or you know something that is a little bit more tangible than you know it's frustrating sometimes when i go somewhere and i'm like now i'm on, on top of everything else i'm entertaining you which is
0: right well matt's also always had the kind of good philosophy about like there will always be more ideas like i know matt when you were working um at looney tunes and you were producing it you know and people were getting really precious about ideas that you kind of always are like, we are idea, 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 we are idea generators. Like, let it go. It's okay to, you know, they'll, there will be more there will, and there will be better ideas.
1: Well, and it's always the curse of a creative endeavor is that if you are pursuant of it and you're continually doing it, you know, you know, look, the cleanest way I can always say this is if you're really good at what you do, you're going to do whatever you do multiple times. And no matter how you slice it, someone is going to be able to go back and categorize like here. Let me use it. This as an example. I love Tana French. She's probably one of my favorite writers. I love her books. I read everything she does. Some of her books aren't as good as other books. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's the nature of creating. And I think people get so protective in when they're creating stuff that there's this idea that if you're good at what you're going to do, you're going to do two at least two things, right? One of those is going to be better than the other. When I worked for that guy who gave me the job on Looney Tunes, his concern was he had to come up with a hundred and four, five and a half minute Looney Tunes shorts in a year, which is daunting, but he was trying to make hundred and four awesome shorts and you're screwed if you do that my gosh this was so fun i hope i uh connected some dots if you got any questions let me know are you know. wrapping this yeah. up are you done it? Uh, 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 thank you very much you guys what uh, an absolute uh, pleasure uh, wait man we didn't talk about
3: like i just realized we didn't talk we didn't talk about you at all we didn't bye talk bye about guys. you
1: super good like this it's was, it's
3: so clear this that this fun. is just like our friend like we didn't talk about him at all
1: this was <laughs> like... fun but...
3: <laughs> okay bye <laughs>
0: well guys, right. that was matt okay
1: <laughs> i did have an alternate ending where dex was ma- what the ending was that he masturbated
0: <laughs> that's assumed matt mm-hmm. that's always implied right
1: There's also I also had I left it in italics because I I hemmed and hawed over whether or not I should chase that natural a natural joke happened when she was talking to Dex about his boner that she said he she said to him bring your boner I think it will it will come in handy
2: come in handy
1: (laughs) and there was a good yes come in handy and there was a good like twenty lines of dialogue that I wrote underneath that that I that these guys will be all over that and then when you read it you just Walked right by it. <laughs> well,
2: I guess we're not 12 years Martin, old. Martin, it Matt. was you. I thought we we're, we're not sure 12 were years like... old, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: paused for well, a fact. You know. I don't know if many people know this about Matt unless they follow him on Goodreads, but Matt is a reader of books. Um, how many books have you read this year, Matt?
1: Well, it's a little bit of a cheat because I've been reading books with my son, who's nine, our son, I should say, and and books with my daughter, who's uh, you our know daughter. our daughter, who's twelve. <laughs> um, so if I if I remove the twenty books that I've read with them, I'm, I've probably read fifty some novels this year, like legit novels. I, I try not to count graphic novels, which I read, which are awesome, but I try and only count books that you know are three hundred pages or more and are prose.
3: Oh, yes. Do you listen to audiobooks or are
1: these I do not. And I don't use a Kindle for, for to, truthfully. The reading thing came because uh, as a person who works in creatively and it works in TV and animation, I. I don't enjoy my downtime being more of what I do at work, you know, like it, uh, it just gets to a point where it's like if I spend four or five hours at work watching cartoons, I don't want to come home and watch a Pixar movie. Um, so my reading has definitely increased in the last few years and certainly since my kids got older. Um, I did go through a couple of years when my kids were younger that I was almost exclusively reading graphic novels because as you know, Katie, right now (laughs) you get interrupted every two seconds. Like, so when I, my kids were younger, that's what I did. But, um, I also wholeheartedly believe that a bad book is better than the best movie. Most of the time, like, like if you in other words like that it holds true in other words like if i read a bad thriller it is most of the time better than most thrillers that come out in a year because there's just better books are better <laughs> in general um it's the same thing the trope that goes it's like when everybody's like you know when they talk about uh, red sparrow for example was a very popular thriller a few years back everybody was like oh my god it's so incredible uh, and the movie was garbage and that's Whoa. just in general.
0: Well,
3: red sparrow Whoa. movie fans out there. <laughs> oh,
1: well, I think most people would agree. Apoli- I mean,
3: canceled. Apologies.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, what was to, some of your? What were some of your favorite books you read this year?
1: This year has been weird because I made a concerted effort. One of my New Year's resolution at the end of last year was to not buy books. Um, because I buy them a lot and they, they, I, because of eBay and stuff like that, you can accumulate awesome books and piles of them. Um, but then I did a dumb thing. It was, uh, cause I was like, I'm going to read through all the books that I have or that I've bought. And then I was like, but there's also the library. So I did an experiment this year, which is pretty interesting, which is, I was like, I'm going to try and read a lot of top 10 books and. Very mixed results, America. Very mixed results. (laughs) It's pretty astonishing to me that books that people are like, oh my gosh. Like, there's one. Look, you're calling me out on some stuff. There's a book that's super popular right now that like dipped. And I don't know why, but it's back on the list again called The Midnight Library, which is, people ate it up. And I mean, look, it was a really good book. I mean, like, adequate book.
0: Be honest.
1: Well, it just wasn't. I gave it, I think, three stars out of five. Like. To me, it was a rehash of The Celestine Prophecy, which I read like 20 years ago. It's a real feel-goody, almost self-help book wrapped up in like, you know, be grateful for the life you have kind of a book. Uh, And and those books, you know, uh, in the last year, okay, so let me answer your question. What were the good ones? Uh, The Vanishing Half was really good.
0: That was a great book.
1: I really liked American Dirt, but I know there was a lot of controversy behind it. I'm currently reading one that's called The Haunting of Maddie Claire, that is really good. I think in the last year, I've realized I really love historical fiction. Um, it just kind of helps me, like books that are written in, you know, Victorian times that are murder mysteries are like awesome.
3: Uh, Matt,
0: if people are fans of you, where can they find <laughs> you? You're on Instagram.
1: I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I don't know if that even counts anymore.
0: What are you on Instagram?
1: Oh, boy. I think I'm MW Craig or MW Craig 5 on Instagram.
0: Well, just, you know, guys, reach out to any of those.
1: (laughs) Or find me on Goodreads. Look, guys, if you really want to interact with me, find me on Goodreads.
0: Yeah, find Matt Craig on. Are you Matt or Matthew? I think I'm
1: Matthew Craig on Goodreads. Matthew Craig
0: on Goodreads, because then you'll get the full list of everything that he has been reading and devouring
1: which and also if you if you are an avid reader and you don't know what Goodreads is it's super fun because it's basically an app at the beginning of the year they're like how many books do you want to read this year they encourage you and the best part about it is it gets you outside of the mass consumption like so if I read a book you know I read a historical fiction that's written by Tana French it will then suggest other books and some of my favorite books have been books that Goodreads have suggested because they don't have a, a press team behind them that is like, you know, pounding the pavement on their behalf.
0: Oh yeah, that's a hot tip. Can you, can, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna print out Chapster, Chapsters? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna print out Chapters and get it on Goodreads so you can give it a really good um, rating. and. Yeah, it onto your yes. Friend. Well, Matt, this, this has was... been great. <laughs> 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 it really has been great. Thank you for doing it. I honestly, didn't know you would get pulled into this and it's been fun and good on us for not <laughs> checking in with each other too much. It was uh you you set us up really nicely to write our three separate
3: endings.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I, and I'll I'll let you know which one of them is right.
3: Oh, okay, okay. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, that's we'll want we'll All right, want this was everyone... fun,
1: guys. This was great. Really good night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, <laughs> remember goodbye. You know, share and like this link. If you need it, there's stuff. <laughs>
0: We're not on YouTube.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: subscribe.
0: Uh, yeah, comment below, everybody. Comment below. All right, thank you. Um, love Man. you guys. Love
3: you, you guys. More
0: I thought you forgot it. his name
2: for a second. <laughs>
3: no.
2: All right, thank you. <laughs>
3: He's lost his mind.
0: Uh,
2: thank you. <laughs>
3: Thank
0: you, thank you. We'll see you next thank week you for the endings. The endings begin. Thanks,
2: guys. Bye, 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 the endings Begin.